Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And Carlos isn't with us this week. He will be back next week, no doubt. But uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week, Corey. <laughs> Do we? There are some happenings. There's a big episode of of The Bad Batch we got to break down. Uh, and there's some uh, straight from the horse's mouth kind of news. Ooh, I'm sure you'll fill me in. Yeah, I'll fill you in. I'll fill everybody in. We're gonna we're gonna get this done. We're gonna do this big. Um, all right. So uh, what's going on, Corey? Before we get into well, all that stuff, let's you know what's what's going on. That's well, and also Happy Father's Day to you and to everybody else out there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Honestly, it uh, feels good to be appreciated, and uh, appreciated I was today. Even though this weekend I felt like an absolute bag of, uh, <laughs> I'll say it like what. I, 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 the crap was knocked out of me. It's not COVID, but holy cow, what a humbling experience. Usually I'm like, oh, I'm too strong to get sick. Like I usually don't get sick to be honest. Like this is your really first cold rare. after turning 40. Oh Christ. I guess it is. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> wow, man. I'm like, it, like I really was hurting pretty bad. Like and I, I had to get a lot of work done, but I tried to do my uh, tried and true methods. You know, like I, I got home Friday night. I wasn't feeling good. But I was like straight to the hot sauce. Uh, I was doing all kinds of like weird crap, you know, garlic and homeopathic cool Corey stuff. None of that stuff works. Uh, yeah, no, it didn't. I took a lot of medication today and I felt a lot better after. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, really, really, really knocked the crap out of me. And I, again, I had a lot of work to get done. We did like uh, some driveway work this weekend and whatnot. But all in all, it was really nice, man. Relaxing, family. Uh, I got to see my parents for the first time in like quite some time. They got to come over finally, you know. So I made them some lobster. We had some some fine wines, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the, the wife today was really good to me. You know, brunch, uh, let me relax. I napped. A little afternoon delight. Uh, <laughs> Stromboli. I've been talking about Stromboli for a while. So it was total surprise. Uh, total surprise. She was like, "You know what we're having today?" And I was like, "No, I didn't really go peeking or anything." And I saw what she was doing. I'm like, "Oh, nice pizza." And she was like, "Nope, Stromboli." So that's just like a pizza all rolled up with tons of meat and cheese and stuff. So that made me pretty happy. What's <laughs> the difference the between a Stromboli and a calzone? The calzone sealed. The Stromboli is more like a uh, cinnamon roll. Oh, it's literally just like a rolled up. Yeah, and you cut okay. them into like little. Uh, it was quite good, actually. Yeah, little pepperoni and the capicola. Oh boy, parmigiano. Yeah, it was very fun. That, that was really nice. I was thoughtful. Like honestly, I had no clue. And like I said, I've been. I'm always like Stromboli, baby. <laughs> like you know, and finally she like she brought it on. She's like bringing it. Nice. That's cool. Yep, didn't get much done around here today. We kind of just hung around the house, went for a nice long walk. Beautiful day for it, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, Father's Day was kind of quiet around here. Um, what's going on with your collection? Anything Anything new rolling in? Well, a few things. Like uh, like I said, I saw my folks, and I was I was explaining to you earlier. Like we, uh, I had some of my accounts were set up to send send some stuff over there. So I received a whole bunch of cool comics, but I've already talked about them here, but it was really nice to get them on hand. Like, oh man, like I opened them last night all delicately in their Gemini packaging and whatnot. It was really cool. 
Uh, yeah, other than that, I got to finally received John Stewart from uh, the DC McFarlane line. Got uh, Bizarro as well. Damian Wayne, I came in. I don't know if I talked about this, but I finally got it in hand. I don't know if you got this, Kyle, but it's really cool. It's the uh, Ralph McQuarrie Funko Vader. I've seen pictures. I haven't actually seen the figure in store. Yeah. Like, anyway, I got it finally. So it was pretty sweet. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much about it. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. There's there's four McQuarries, right? I think there's four four McQuarrie Funko concept art things. I wanted to get. Yeah, there was a Vader. I thought there was a 3PO. I think the Chewy. Chewy's another one. Huh. I think there was four, and I wanted all of them. But about this time last year, I was I was buying so many Funkos, mostly on the Marvel side. And I was like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I falling down another rabbit hole? So I had to pull myself out of that ditch before, before things got too crazy. <laughs> I went from like, you know, eight Funkos to about 40 in the span of like two months. <laughs> God, oh my, what am I, what, what an idiot. And they're not even here. Like they're on display, like on the other side of the basement, just lingering, gathering dust. That depends. You gotta have a cool collection. Yeah, you're doing something with yours, though. You got the X Men. Yeah, it was kind of focused because you know I wanted to get. So I, I didn't have a whole lot of Marvel rep going on in my collection, so I, I thought that that would be a good avenue for it. And it, it's just there came a point where I was just like, wait a sec, like I'm I'm gonna die here, like a. Like Daredevils, Falcons, like outside of the realm of X Men, like there's all the Avengers that I hadn't really touched. I was like, wait, this this is never ending. I gotta it stop. It really right is. Now. Yeah. So actually, I haven't bought a Marvel focused Funko in a while, but I have I have picked up the odd Star Wars one here or there. But yeah, I've had to, I've had to slow that right down. That's that was just too deep a hole to fall into. Well, here's here's two things. I don't. I hadn't mentioned this. I got the pre-orders in on. Uh, they did a, you know, that those the Spider-Man uh, Legends. Yeah, with the, with the retro card back from yeah, the nineties. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, they're, they're doing Sandman, so I got a pre-order in on that and uh, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um. Yeah, my, my then- pre-orders keep rolling in too. <laughs> That's so funny. Eh? Like when you don't even think like you just forget. Well, th- this one's pretty recent. Like the, I got the uh, Toys R Us exclusive Anakin and Obi Wan, the Black Series oh, Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. They they rolled in. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, those those showed up, and I you know, Hawk and Echo are still in the wind for me. I gotta try and track those down. I'm fairly and sure I, I got those, one day I'll get them. I, I got those weird emails too, saying that there was something wrong or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on at Toys R Us. Of course, you know, another exclusive, another issue. But they, yeah, they sent out emails to everybody. Uh, you know, the orders were either canceled or misplaced, or and then they came around and said, "No, no, no. We're sorry. It's it's all good. We have your stuff." But that only applied to some people. Actually, some people did get their orders canceled, and it's a mess. It's a mess. And the the you know the moral is, please, no more exclusives. Because nobody gets this right. And, uh, well, <laughs> we'll get to the collecting news in a second, but spoilers, uh, more exclusives. <laughs> uh, but other than those two figures, which I'm glad to have, I, I, I wish they had a bit more of the animated look to them. 
but it is what it is, and I'm 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 still happy to have them. They're actually kind of impressive to look at with that, uh, you know, with a clone helmet card back. They are impressively cool to look at because I you know, I had the uh, three and three quarter line or you know twenty odd figures from that line, and I, I think earlier this year, a few months ago, I sold off like two thirds of it. You know, I just yeah, these are you're sitting in a box. Let's get rid of them, and I just move them right away. I kept a few, you know, my my favorite figures from that line. But yeah, it was so it was nice to get you know a couple more at the six inch scale. And yeah, like I said, I just gotta find Hawk and especially Echo. I can live without Hawk, but yeah, yeah, the Echo is what I really well, Echo's hot, started, right? The, yeah, exactly. You know, it's gonna smoking. be like that. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But still, I mean. And they, the thing is, they know that too. And yet, still, Echo is the one that disappeared immediately. It was so frustrating to see it disappear like that. Anyway, here's hoping that <laughs> whoever wants one will will be able to find one at some point at a reasonable price. But yeah, the other uh, the family for Father's Day, I got uh, the Lego Imperial Probe Droid, which is just it's a thing of beauty. I haven't built it yet, but it just it looks so great. And I, I'm super stoked to get into that thing. And it's it's it was a great purchase because I was in Toys R Us this weekend, and you know I, I was I'm going to the Star Wars aisle, and it's even more pathetic than ever. Like all it's still like Rise of Skywalker wave, and they're trying to blow them out at twenty three bucks each. They're not moving. They're never going to move at that price. And aside from that, it's like those little plush Galaxy's Edge droid toys and like the little Build-A-Droid things. That's really the extent of their Star Wars section. And and sorry, sorry, the uh, Tent to be 4 vintage collection set, which at this point I don't have a lot of interest in. But man, oh man, pitiful in the Star Wars section. So I, yeah, I pivot so over I, to I got the, a whole bunch of Jar Jars. <laughs> they had, uh, yeah, two. They had two Jar Jars, which I won... But at $45, I'm no way, not a chance. Oh, and they, but they did have, sorry, the reason I, I mentioned this is they did have the, uh, the probe droid, the black series probe droid, which I've always wanted to get. And I said, you know, if, if they ever put this on sale, I'll do it. And it was on sale at like 33 bucks or something. So I, I almost did it, but I wasn't shopping for me. So I, I laid off, I laid off. Uh, but then, you know, I, I pivot over into the Marvel section, and it's not great either. You know, still looking for maybe some of those X-Men six-inch figures. Nothing. Zero. And, like, the Legends waves, I'm not interested in a single figure at all. And that was it. And I saw, oh, I saw those, uh, the retro three-and-three-quarter Marvel stuff. And I, I was like, yeah, they're super cool. But this time, I, I did not have that same feeling that I had like, you know, three weeks ago where I was just about to walk out of the store with the whole wave. Yeah. I was over it. I was totally over it. So thank God. Thank God <laughs> I was able to just pump the brakes that one time because now I think I'm in the clear. That's still like a capita Spidey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just, it's so hard though. I mean, it's so hard to just to just get one like Cap and Spidey. They're they're two all timers, you know. How do you how do you just stop with those two? Like, 
Hulk. How do you leave Hulk on, on the pegs? Or it depends if you're gonna have like, I, well, Cap. I can't say that, but I, I think I have like a Spidey heavy collection. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you've got a Spidey focus or a character focus, it's it's much easier. But I don't when it comes to Marvel. I guess I have a bit of an X Men bias, but those all those figures are so cool. Anyway, like I said, I, I'm over it. <laughs> I think I'm over it. Uh, but there's a lot of collecting news again, Corey. Oh boy. Uh, and I don't, you know, uh, a bunch of reveals, and so far, and for some reason, none of these were part of the um, the I Am Your Father's Day live stream that that Hasbro hosted a couple weeks ago. Even though, even though we were much closer to Father's Day this week than we were when they had the live stream, they chose not to reveal these. I don't know why. Uh, did you see any of these reveals, or is this all going to be news to you? This is news. Okay, well, uh, the first one won't interest you too much, but uh, it is it, it does interest me a whole lot. Um, it is an Amazon exclusive, so boo to that. But it's a vintage collection set with with Captain Rex, uh, Commander Ballast, Commander Gray, and an Elite Squad Trooper. These are all at three and three quarter scale, the vintage collection. They look awesome especially with the of course the vintage card backs but rex is from it's from season seven of bad batch so he's got the poncho nice so that's, See, that's something that would interest me you know what i mean then i'm gonna go in at it and i'm gonna get one and you're not well you have to buy all four to set. that's fine it's fine mine and i've got mine pre-ordered and they're sold out lies no lies here all truth uh, and then next, uh, we saw, and this is, I don't know who, who this is exclusive to. Oh, yeah, this, is, this was a Hasbro Pulse and Shop Disney exclusive. And I don't know if that means they're destined for wider release just later down the road. Uh, but these are also Black Series, but on Power of the Force 2 card backs. Oh, yeah, I saw those. So there was Greedo, Han, and Luke. And man, oh, man, the nostalgia button was stomped on hard with those. You saw those, did you... Were you tempted at all, or are you no. laying off? I'm laying off. I have those figures, like you know what I mean. I'd rather actually get the power of the force line, <laughs> to be honest. The three and three. I've quarter? been looking on, yeah. Like no, give me the fair. old. Uh, I want that line still. I had a lot of it when I was like younger, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like these, like just like twelve characters from like just like to match the. Uh, you know, the, the card backs for the 40th anniversary or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think I still have three carded figures from that Power of the Force 2 line. I think I've got Vader, Leia, and Chewie. That's all that's left from, <laughs> from my old collection that, that I didn't rip up. Where's your Thrawn? I never had Thrawn. Oh, really? What about Dash Rendar? Ah. Uh... That was part of the Shadows of the Empire set, right? He was packed with yeah. somebody, or did he come with the Outrider? I don't know. I do the have the Outrider was sweet. Well, I, I do have I have the Boba Fett versus IG eighty eight two pack. That is still it's in box, but I did open I had opened it at one point, so I it's taped back together. <laughs> so it doesn't really count as but I have yeah, I do have a couple from that line. I may actually have Dash Render now that I think about it, but I'd have to go searching. But yeah, I I, I first saw those, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta have those, and then I just I didn't. So I'm gonna lay off those easily, I think, until unless one falls into my lap. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, I didn't, you know, aside from that initial, oh my God. I didn't. Again, I, unless you're like focusing on a certain character. Yeah. Like they said, like I, I've got farm boy Luke on the 40th card back. I've got Han on the 40th card back. That's to me, that's better than the power, uh, power of the force too. Yeah. I don't have them in the regular black series and stuff too. Like I don't want to start doing that. Yeah, like I yeah I sold I sold mine in the regular like uh, red box, and it's one of those things too that like you know they're they're probably just gonna go on with it. So like, are you really gonna stop at just the one character? Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know if they're gonna just keep going down that line. I feel like that it's, you know they might do a bit more. I don't think they're gonna go right down the line though. You just think they're just gonna do like those two characters. No, I'm not, I'm not doing any of it. I'm not doing any of it. It's Greedo, no, Han, and Luke. them. Like, they think they're just going to produce those three? They might do a few more. I don't see them doing a whole ton. Or, like, you know, maybe, like, three on the orange saber card back, and then three with the with the green-yellow look. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of carded stuff from, like, you know, 95 to 2010 era. That you know, in the next decade or so, is going to become vintage all over again, and I, I'm sure they'll they'll dip into those waters every single time, and they'll they'll re-release at six inch something from each of those card backs because they can, and because we are suckers. The only thing I have left from that line is the Skyhopper, which I I still I love that thing, man. Yeah, things that thing was cool for a ship that yeah. you know never got any love at all in the OT except for Luke playing with it and you know seeing a full the full size one in the back of his garage. That that was a, a cool toy. Anyway, uh, one last thing here, uh, another Black Series exclusive reveal. Uh, this is a Walmart and Walgreen combo exclusive thing. So there was a two hundred twelfth Battalion Trooper. So that's that's Cody's troop, I think. So it's the, you know, white clone with, with the yellow accents. That was a Walgreens exclusive in the States, which is an EB exclusive here in Canada, which is already sold out. But uh, I should have a line on that. And then over to Walmart, it's a six inch Rex with his Bad Batch poncho look. And that has, as far as I know, that has not gone live in Walmart Canada just yet. Although, I, but I do believe it went live in the, the U.S., and also uh, Crosshair in his Elite Trooper armor. So he's he's ditched his uh, usual Bad Batch garb, and he's all shiny black now. And again, those those are Walmart exclusives, which are going to be a pain in the butt to get, no doubt. Yeah, that sucks. Even the EB Games one, that's, that's crap. Gonzo, man. Completely gone. But we'll see. I, I, have, a, I have a good feeling that I, I will at least get my hands on that one. The Rex... I really got to get that Rex with the poncho. Oh yeah. Come on. Oh. Come on. I don't, I, you know, I don't really care to ha- to get crosshair in that different armor. As long as I have him as part, you know, in his bad batch armor, that's mostly what I care about. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't that those two, the other two though, I want oh, the, the two twelfth and Rex. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Got yeah, the Yeah. Got to get those two for sure. All right, real quickly here, Corey. Uh, this was originally reported by The Hollywood Reporter, but Disney Plus is shifting their original series drop dates to Wednesdays instead of the traditional Friday slot. I heard that. Is that only for Marvel, though? Because we haven't no. seen that with The Bad Batch yet. 
No, that's uh, that's for all their original programming, and I don't know exactly when that's. I think it it might apply to live action, so maybe not Bad Batch since it's animated. But I have a feeling, uh, yeah, you might be right. It might be live action stuff, huh. and apparently it's being done to like better spread out and accommodate all of the original content they have coming. But how do you feel about that, man? Like, uh, I I know you you're probably like me, like having the the Friday new episode drop was sort of a nice way to cap off the week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of on the same page on the same page as that, but at the same time, well, I'll probably get spoiled if you're on social media, but you can still wait till Friday and do it. But yeah, nothing stops you. Right. You can always watch on Friday. If you meet, if yeah, like if you want to and just preserve that sort of experience for yourself. But like you said, you got. You're gonna have to duck spoilers for a couple days and hope you don't get uh, don't get well, it ruined it sucks. for you. It, it depends on the again on the show. Like it depends on your uh, anticipation level for the show for something like uh, Obi Wan or you know any live action Star Wars, Mandalorian, things of this nature. <laughs> uh, like I want it on a Friday. It's true. It's like the weeks come to an end. It's something to look forward to. I don't want it like in the middle of the week. But again, that's that's really like uh, the least of our problems, I guess. Have to choose from that, but oh yeah, everything we ever talk about on this podcast is a first world problem. But still, <laughs> for, for I don't real, know. I, mean. I, I I do like waiting till the end of the week and being like, oh yeah, this is this is awesome. Like it's Friday night, let's do it. Well, like you said, like you can still do that, right? Yeah, you can still do it, but again, just got to tread carefully. Yeah. Cause, Twitter, man, it's the worst. <laughs> it's just the worst. You can't go a full day, uh, you know, and, and hope to not find something out on Twitter. I, I, you know, I've lucked out a couple of times, but more often than not, just, just by seeing like vague tweets about it, you can go, oh, yeah, I got it now. Thanks, idiot. <laughs> I can see right through your vagaries. But yeah, the only way to really protect yourself in that case is to not go on social media because you cannot expect people to uh, to keep a lid on it for more than more than a couple hours. They're just after that, they're just going to come right out with it, and not really care. But yeah, I guess this is not something I can be overly worked up about in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, Wednesdays it is from now on, <laughs> which uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, into uh, more news, which is, you know, I, I can't really call it official, but it's it's from the horse's mouth in both instances. So, <laughs> you know, we got to take it for what it's worth at that point. You know, if uh, if Liam Neeson speaks as he did recently, that's got to be worth something, right? <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, he was recently on uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I don't, I'm not sure. What, is it The Late Show or Late Night with Jimmy Kimmel? I don't know. They all sound the same. But uh, being the huge nerd that Kimmel is, he'd asked Liam Neeson about his potential involvement with the Kenobi series. And then uh, Neeson shut him down pretty quick, pretty hard. Uh, I've got the soundbite here. I'm going to play it just so everybody can actually hear what he said. Instead of me reading the quote, which won't have the same sort of intonation and whatever you want to call it but yeah this this is what what uh, liam said liam neeson the man who taught batman to fight is with us right now oh liam you know you said that you got a couple more action movies up your sleeve i wonder if you have any 
um, like Star Wars TV shows up your sleeve because Obi-Wan Kenobi is in progress right now. And I'm wondering if you're going to be on that. Yes, I, I heard uh, Ewan McGregor was going to do a, a series. Um, no, I don't think so. No, I haven't been approached. You they know, don't have enough. The thing about it is... <laughs> you said you have or you haven't been approached about it? Uh, they, I, I haven't been approached. I, I see. Interesting. Because the thing is, is that... I mean, you're such a good actor, you could easily be lying and we would have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what Liam Nason had to say. He was pretty mum on the topic. Corey, you saw the clip. Um, <laughs> this this thing is kind of silly to me. Um, I love Jimmy Kimmel too, but like he's just so good. So hard to choose your late night guy these days. But yeah, I like them all. To be honest, we're really lucky. Yeah, and he's good. great. He he's like I just love how he's just like he's like well you know. You're a really good actor, and you could just be lying to us right now, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Okay, let's do this. Let's try this, Corey. On the count of three... Nah, forget it. You know what? What do you think? Like... Uh, Is for, he in this series? Uh, what do you think? What do you think? What are your impressions of what Liam Neeson said? I think he was very... Coy... Maybe I'll say that like he wanted to get off topic quickly, say no, like shut him down. And the money thing too, like it's not, it's definitely not a money thing. He was saying, "Oh, they don't have the money." Like oh, that's just a joke, I guess. But the the thing that always struck me was when Obi Wan was saying that he was filming with someone, or Ewan McGregor said he was filming with someone that he really looked forward to filming with. I took it as either meeting Anakin or hitting uh, Christensen or. Or Liam Neeson, you know? Well, he said that it was somebody he'd never... I think, didn't he say it was somebody he'd never filmed with before? I don't know. I thought it was somebody he had filmed with before. I think it was somebody he hadn't filmed with before. Or somebody that was very special to him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was someone very special to him. So that could be... Anyway, it could have been that. But... So, uh, I mean, do you believe Liam Neeson? Or do you think he's full of it? Well, obviously you can't say anything, so... <laughs> uh. Well, okay, so do you think he was a convincing liar? Or do you think he was a very bad liar there? Or do you think he's telling the truth? I have to say, like, I think he's got to have a role in this, even as a force ghost or voice even counts. Yeah, you know? for sure. I don't think they're going to go back and de-age him. Maybe he's still starring in a lot of action movies. <laughs> he can still fight. Yeah, well, you, you mean like in a flashback kind of thing? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if they go that far. Not I don't think so either. I think it's more, if anything, I see it more as in the Force Ghost role. Okay, so like, you you you're you don't believe Liam Neeson at all? Or what? Like, you, I, okay, I don't think there's a single Star Wars fan who believes Qui-Gon won't be in this show. Yeah, well, put it this way. It wouldn't surprise me either way. And he it would, did a good job. It wouldn't job surprise at- you if... if Qui-Gon was not in the show? You wouldn't be surprised? A little bit. I would, but at the same time, it, it depends on the story that they're telling, right? Well, for sure. I just don't know how you tell... I, I guess you always could, but man. You see, his, his force juice ran out. Yoda's teaching him now. 
Well, he showed up at uh, End of Rise of Skywalker as a voice. True. I mean, just I think given where the they they left off in uh, Revenge of the Sith, and Yoda says, "I'm going to put you in touch with with Qui Gon." It seems almost unfathomable to me that they wouldn't pick up on that in this series in some way. But I'll tell you, like I, I actually believe Liam Neeson in this instance. I don't think Disney's reached out yet, because I don't think they've needed to. Maybe it's semantics. Maybe he's playing with words. But I feel like he's going to be in the show so briefly, one or two episodes tops, a couple of scenes, just him standing there, in like a Force Ghost hologram. So he's going to have to like, it'd be like a day's work. He shows up and he might have, you know, a day's work delivering a bunch of lines, go home. He may not even have to show up. If it's just a voice, he can record from his home. Yep. So I don't think Disney or Lucasfilm have even had to approach him yet. That's 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 why I think he maybe he's telling the truth, that they haven't approached him yet, but he knows they will. Because... Well, even at that point, I, I think that they... I don't think they're going to write a story without him having agreed upon it. You know, they're not going to go ahead and be like, yeah, Liam Neeson's in this story without having conferred with him. What if he's just like, yeah, no, I don't want to do it. Uh, I think he, I don't know that he'd, he'd turn that down in, in any way. I don't know he, either. I mean, he's always said you think back to the role. Do you, but do you think they're willing to take that chance? You know what I mean? No, that's a fair point. But they may not have... It could be semantics too, right? Like, Luxum could have reached out to Neeson's agent at, at some point and just... <laughs> they never spoke to Liam, but they spoke to the agent. There you go. And, you know, they could literally shoot his parts in 2022 and still get it into the final cut in plenty of time. You know, and in that regard, it makes sense because if I were Lucasfilm, I wouldn't want it to let, I'd want to keep as few people in on the secret as, as possible, even though it's a horrible secret to keep. Like it's, it's, it's such a, a safe bet that Qui-Gon's going to be in this episode, in this show that like, it's almost like why bother holding this back? Like, just tell us, we know we're already expecting it. It's as bad a secret as the Kenobi show itself. We all know what's <laughs> happening. Just tell us. Stop holding out. Again, we well, all. It could I, be. I'd be surprised if they got away with it. You know what I mean? If it doesn't leak prior. Yeah, I mean, in a world where Luke Skywalker was kept secret and Grogu was kept secret. That's true. Anything's possible. Yeah, they they, they, they can do it. Much better job. Recently. They they did a good job keeping those both of those things to the vest to the point where nobody saw it coming. So I mean, keeping Qui Gon close to the vest, it would be yeah, that's great. You know, keep your secrets, but to me, like this is a secret that does not need to be kept. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Like you think it's so evident that like you're almost thinking that we're stupid. Think we're stupid, Lucasfilm. Yeah, I mean, they, they do. They want this so badly, right? Like, the, not it's not the mystery box thing. It's just oh, the surprise for the audience. Okay, yeah, I get that, but 
when we all expect it and know it's coming and it makes sense, it's not really that, I don't know, uh, it's, not, it's, it's not that important for you to keep it from us. We're already, it's, we're all headcanoning it anyway. Well, whatever. I, I like it. I like it a secret. There's that mystery, you know what I mean? I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. All right, cool. All right, so uh, one last thing here. So, you know, as we know, things are starting to slowly heat up on the movie front with, you know, emphasis on the word slowly. Uh, Taika Waititi recently said that he was ready to go with his Star Wars movie, but couldn't really confirm if it is the next thing he'll be working on after Thor. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. But now, thanks to an interview with GQ, uh, we know that Loki writer Michael Waldron is currently working on his uh, the Kevin Feige produced Star Wars movie, and they're in the very early stages. He said, quote, it's very early days on Star Wars. That's probably the thing I can say the least about, unfortunately. And really, there's nothing to talk about here. But, uh, you know, it's 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 good to know that the wheels are starting to turn on the movie front. So that's yeah, you know, I, I had totally forgot about the Feige film. Totally forgot about it. Yeah, it does kind of tend to slip between the cracks, doesn't it? Well, every you know, nothing's to me. It's like nothing is true in my head anymore when it, when it comes to the slate and what's going on until it happens, or it's like in the works, in production. I, I I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean, but you know, this is now three movies that we know are, you know, in some real form of of production or pre-production i guess more pre-production that's true we could be getting star wars movies summer after summer again like back-to-back summers and and winters from what we can tell there these almost look to be standalone-ish type movies when you look at uh the patty jenkins and the taiko itd and this michael waldron yeah and it's funny because you know they're they're all sort of getting off the ground now at, at sort of like the writing phase but 2023 is the Christmas 2023 is the first one that will hit cinemas. And if they, you know, depending on how they stagger them, I, you know, I know they released a schedule or people found <laughs> a, a Disney cinematic uh, slate, their schedule for the next several years. And Star Wars was really a once a year thing. Which is the way it should be. <laughs> I could do with two. <laughs> I'm okay with two a year. Um, you know, I would be too, but I don't know. There was something weird to me, honestly. Even even to me, the, like don't get me wrong, I I, I love the experience and all that. But Solo coming like right off the heels, like because I had seen Rise of Skywalker like three times, or uh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. No, not Rise of Skywalker. The last Jedi three times, and the last time was actually with my 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 current girlfriend. And it was like, I don't know, I think I'd seen it in like late February. And then, you know, then it wasn't long after I was back in the theater seeing Solo. That's awesome. I don't see it. It was awesome. I don't know. It just it felt uh like, oh my god, I can't believe we're doing this again so quickly, you know, like where we're used to it being dulled out over time. It's like, you know, when you're on the treadmill and you're doing a, a, you know, one mile per hour, 
someone turns up to two miles per hour, it feels a little bit jarring. But that's uh, good for you. It's good for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> More Star Wars is good for your heart, Corey. Yeah, you're right. But so, anyway, again, I, I think they should have waited on Solo, personally. Yeah, well, that's another topic for another day. Um, anyway, like I said, there's not much to talk about here. Uh, he, he did go on to say, you know, he talked about the idea of family. And, you know, that was something that struck him about Star Wars. So it seems seems likely that he'll carry that idea forward. And you know, it's a very Lucasian Star Wars thing, you know, the whole family thing. So it sounds like that will be part of his movie as well in some, some level. But, you know, given how great I think Loki's been through two episodes, I've already got all kinds of confidence in this movie. I think yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, I think it's in very good hands. You know, and I think the only the only downside will be that inevitable unending line of people saying that Feige Feige should be running Star Wars. Or, you know, <laughs> give Feige the reins to Lucasfilm, even though he has said a million times that he doesn't really want to. He's happy at Marvel. Anyway. It's happening, people. The movies are starting to get made slowly but surely, and we've only got uh, what? We're two about two and a half years. Oh no. Two and a half years until the next one, Corey. Yeah, it's a well, you know what? We'll be we'll be dying to see it when it comes out. Uh yeah, we will. We'll definitely be dying to see it. But I mean, the thing I'm not I don't want to poop on it. I really don't. <laughs> the thing is, it's like it's a standalone. And, you know, that's that's fine. The standalones we've gotten are fine. But it, it, I would just be so... I would be so much more excited if I knew, like, the next big thing was coming, you know? Yeah. Like, I wish it just wasn't, like, a, a one and done. And I guess if they wanted to, if it's a success, they could go on with, with those movies from Patty Jenkins or have someone else continue that storyline. But I just wish we were looking at two and a half years from now going, the next big vision for star wars instead of you know like we've talked about every week almost it's like let's get out of the sandbox everybody come on now there's, there's got to be another sound sandbox and another park that we can go play in but again that's a conversation i'm sure we'll get into time and time again over the years let's put put it aside for now and uh get into the bad batch revisit the bad batch episode seven reunion what an episode Oof. Like, yep. The last two weeks have been just so good. Really good. <laughs> you know, I, and I, I like that. I like that we've spent the last couple of weeks on Braca. It just kind of lends a sense of continuity to the story that it didn't really have before that, where it's, you know, every week we're in multiple different locations, it seems. Yeah, but at least we like we had the Ord Mandel like regrouping, you know. Yeah, yeah, there was like that home base part of it, but you know, inside of Sid's office kind of thing. Like, I like that the action took place by and large in the same spot. Like, it just lends, it gives it a, a a greater weight to steal a Corey term, a gravitas. Yeah, yeah, the, the setting was very cool too to pl be playing in that, like, the junkyard of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it stretches back to last week as well. But I, you know, I love the idea of just playing around in these junked Jedi cruisers. Yeah, it was cool, man. I I couldn't believe they got the engines started at one point, but 
I was really surprised that we we never got another look at that Dianoga. Yeah, that's funny. Like last week, it didn't really dawn on me that that creature that pulled uh, Wrecker into the drink that that was a Dianoga. It didn't. It, it, I didn't even consider it. <laughs> is that a Dianoga? Oh hell yeah, it is. It's exactly a Dianoga. But that was that was confirmed this week. I, I, I thought they would. I thought the Bad Batch would have led them to a trap or something. You let the Dianoga have a feast, you know. Maybe they still might. They're still they're still on Braca as the episode ends, right? Yeah. It's, well, yeah. it seemed like they were fixing to get off the planet, but their ship, the Marauder, was. Did the did the Empire find it? I don't know. Well, yeah, they were surrounding it, and then someone came in. So yeah, it's it's not going to be so easy then to get off the planet. So we might be there for a third week, which which will be kind of cool. But yeah, like you said, I, I like hanging around these old scrappy Jedi cruisers and like you know, just a, a reminder of you know how how good things were just a few years before. You know, the Republic was great and and the Jedi were great, but you know, slowly rotting from the inside. Now they're all. The Republic's gone. It's smashed to pieces. The the order's dead, you know, and rotten from the inside. And that's it's sort of emblematic of those cruisers, just all over the planet. So I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, um, Crosshair and the Empire finally back into the mix. You know, that's we kind of expected that last week. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that. Uh, you know, as as they get off, they disembark from their shuttle. Uh, what, there's one troop who's like, oh, the scanner's not working. And Crosshair's like, yeah. <laughs> he sees right through the tactics. He's like, no, nah, they're jamming you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best part about him being on the bad guys team is that he knows all their tactics, like you said. Yeah, he, com- he totally nullifies any advantage that, that the Bad Batch have. You know, even even when they're sort of like, the Bad Batch is sort of like, oh, we're going to we're gonna make them think we're going this way, but we're going to go that way instead. And Crosshair's like, nah, I know. And they totally corner them. So that's kind of right. cool. But the, is, is something going on with Crosshair? Like, and I mean, like when, when they turned on those engines and he got roasted. And, you know, he and he spent the rest of the episode in almost like in another world. After getting, you know, blasted and then knocked around a bit. Like, do you like, is that just straight up? Oh, man, dude, I got roasted. Give me a break. I could use a med pack or two. Or do you think something's going on? Like almost like the, the, the reverse of what happened with Wrecker. Ooh, I didn't even get that impression at all, but that's pretty interesting. I thought you were going to ask me if you thought, if I thought he was becoming Dengar. <laughs> with the diaper on his head. Yeah. That's true. He, he looked a little Dengarish, right? Yeah. Get a few pounds. You never know. Uh, Maybe he becomes uh, a bounty hunter named Dengar. Oof. I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll see. Yeah, he he definitely got messed off, messed up though. Oof. That oh really yeah, backfired. he got Yeah. Well, it's not weird though. Like these ships. <laughs> this is one of the, a thing that Star Wars does. And you know, I think you know it's a thing that Star Wars does as a whole, and it tries to do it's it tries too hard to do it, you know, w- with the clones and with the wrecked ships, 
it it tries to give them both like a, this built-in sense of longevity, like they've been around forever and have fought together forever. But the clones are like fifteen years old at this point, and the you know the the cruisers have been in that scrapyard. The cruisers were only used for like two or three years during the Clone Wars, and yet you know they they on the planet surface they look like they've been there for decades. Yeah, you know they're corroding and they've they're broken. Yet well, it does look like they're sitting on top of a sea <laughs> or something. I'm sure there's a Star Wars reason that the oh they're corroded because the atmosphere of Bracca has corrosive salt in the air. I don't know, but it's it's weird to me that you know the ships look like they've been there for decades, yet the power what? still comes on and all the internal like the the med bay still works. They can still have like brain literal brain surgery <laughs> on the power that still somehow works on those cruisers. At least they did their best to kind of explain it, even the 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 sense that you know they were making like Hunter kind of made a, at the beginning of the episode like they they had a whole bunch of munitions and supplies and it's a chance to get out from under Sid's thumb, and Hunter makes the decision to be like yeah we're doing it, which was the wrong one. Knowing I don't know, I think that well, they didn't know at that point that they had been spotted, but yeah, hanging around was a bad bad move. Yeah, and yeah, all this stuff kind of happens because the story needs it to. But yeah, like you said, like having full-on munitions, like racks and racks of all these things still sitting there, like that would. But at least they kind of explained it in that. I think I think it was Echo or Tech was one of them was like, oh, they it kind of passed through uh, inspection or something, you know. At least they attempted to. You know, they, not all of them had been fully pillaged or whatever it was. But there was somewhat of an explanation. I guess, but to me, it's a thin one. And it's, you know. It's my, better my, than no one. <laughs> I guess, well, I guess. But yeah, just like the whole thing of like building building legacy into the, into those, you know, Jedi cruisers and, and into the clones themselves. They've been in active service for like three years. Give me a break. And I know, you know what, war can age you pretty quick and you go through a lot. But still, you've been around for three years as an active duty soldier. The ships, they're, they should be still brand spanking new. Give me a break. But I get it. And I'm happy to spend time on Bracca. It's really yeah, cool. I've noticed about that, that about the whole series in general is the kind of trying to move the general aesthetic of the galaxy to an, in a darker tone and make it seem like the Clone Wars has been over for a long time and that the Gal- uh, the Empire is really taking its stronghold, you know? Well, and that's the thing. The, the war's been over for, like, weeks. Yeah, but you really get the impression that the Empire has really swooped in quite quickly. The registration thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that, no doubt. No doubt. And you're right. Like, they're, they are painting sort of a darker tone over the whole thing. But, yeah, like, and actually, it's, it's not anything to get into the weeds on. But, yeah, just the way the ships are all corroded the way they are. They should still be absolutely sparkling. <laughs> Given the way you know Luke could sink his X-wing for how many years into into the salty ocean, and still then then lift it out and it works, and it doesn't it's it's fine. You know, so there's there's some sort of gaps in in logic that they make. We need there, their kind of like uh, their engine technology, whatever that is. It works well. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. 
not a big deal. But, you know, um, this this was a, a bit of a bummer to me. As much as I love this episode, the Kaminoans were the ones that <laughs> sent out uh, the bounty for Omega. Yep. Which, that was a, that's, that's, really that's a, cool. what a dud. Like, I... I know it makes sense, but the way it was teased, like a big secret a couple of episodes ago, only for it to be dealt with so matter-of-factly in this episode? Ah. Ugh. Well, how was it teased? What do you mean? Well, remember, uh, I forget what episode it was, but we were, you know, uh, when it was like Fennec Shandon, oh, who hired her? And it's like, we, we talked about it on the pod, like, it can't be the Kaminoans, because why not just say it? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, we've we've already spent time with them in this in this series. Why? I don't get it. Like, yeah, for sure they want Omega back. But then just say it. Like, why hide the... Why make a question of it? But this makes it bigger, I find. Now that it's the stakes are higher now. Like, now the, the Empire's there. You know what I mean? They're trying to keep this a secret. And there's something, that's the thing. Now you know it's a real, real secret. You know what I mean? And what could it be? Like, why and what are they hiding? Well, they, they talk about a contingency plan, right? So they know they're kind of screwed. They get the sense that they're screwed. And so they're they're now sort of, sort of going to their contingency plan. But it seems like Omega is part and parcel of that. So that they need her back. Yeah, so there's I, something curious about her. Like, I, now I'm really curious. Like, what is up with her? Well, I wonder if she does have a chip in her head and if she just obeys a different master in this case. Yeah, maybe. That's a good theory. I was almost thinking like there's, I don't know, there's a few ways of looking at it. But like she could be the bloodline of someone important or a clone of someone important or kind of like a a proto-clone, you know, like Take, for example, one of the crappiest Marvel movies ever, done by Sony, I think it was, but Wolverine Origins. But, you know, remember the first go at Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. What they kind of did with him, right? Like, they just spliced his genes with, like, all the other cool genes, you know? Yeah, he he, he was a mutant soup. Yeah, and maybe Omega is something like that, you know? Like, I feel like there's something important within well, yeah, her. Yeah, there is something to that. At least there's something to that line of thought because she's already displayed traits from, you know, at least a couple of, of the Bad Batch. You know, remember that episode where she uh, she she tracked down that, uh, was it Moon Dragon? Yeah, true. So she, she displayed some of Hunter's tracking abilities uh she with crosshair she you know she was pretty crack shot with uh with a blaster after never having fired one before she shot uh, crosshair's blaster right out of his hands so yeah there could be something to that she could be a mishmash of of all kinds of different clones i i i can't wait to see her bench pressing a gonk droid then we'll really know yeah while she chows down on a big drumstick but yeah, uh, I, I don't. I have no idea what the Kaminoans' contingency plan is. It's obviously some kind of way to to try and undermine the Empire. It's, it's definitely. I don't know, man. Like, I'm. It's big. 
I think they got something in store for us. I think that it's going to be a, a good reveal that we're going to be like, damn, I can't believe I didn't see that coming. But it's all like it's, it's almost. I almost feel bad because you got to believe it's all for naught, right? Uh, not necessarily. It could set future stories up. Like the Kaminoans are still out there. Yeah. Like, look, the Kaminoans straight up got to know that they they got to have a good contingency plan in place because, like, straight up, man, they're like, yo, like we need a closed meeting. Yo, they straight up erased us from the star charts, yo. <laughs> what do you mean? Yo, we don't exist anymore, man. <laughs> well, what if they do that again? Because obviously they they were erased from the, the Jedi archives, right? But Dooku still knew where, the, where to find them. Hence, Palpatine knew where to find them. And so then everybody who needed to know knew where to find them. But what if this yeah, time, but- the what if part of the contingency this time is to Let's we're gonna wipe ourselves out of the archives again and make sure nobody ever finds us again. So we're gonna rid we're gonna get the Empire off off Camino and we're gonna erase sort of our, our our footprint and nobody's gonna be able to find us again. I wonder if that could be part of their contingency. Because they can't fight back against the Empire, can they? No. They can maybe Unless they uh... think they unless they have their own way to sort of subvert the empire's hold over the clones and take control of them again. True. Like what? Order 67. What? Yeah. What if, what if Omega is a Palpatine clone and that, you know, the clones are programmed to obey a Palpatine and they're like, well, that's a Palpatine. She's little, but she's a Palpatine. Listen to her now. Order sixty-seven. Yeah, true. I mean, that's not that's. I, I can see that's really that. Stupid, but maybe there is. A way I can to see her being a Palpatine, though. Honestly, I can see it being. It wouldn't surprise me if she was again like a. I like to say proto clone for some reason, but like someone who's like jam full of like a really genetic, like full of like really good genes, basically, or again like a a character or a person. You know, they, they want a duplicate or a clone of such as Palpatine. Yeah, I, I still have. There's no way in my mind that Palpatine just stopped at making. Like a clone army. Like there's no chance in my in my mind that he was like, that's cool. That's perfect. Like he want he would have definitely wanted to, uh, you know, find a way to extend his own life, but also find a way to create some sort of force using being that he could completely control Snoke uh, Snoke f- might fit into that somehow but yeah like it going right back to the prequels like that was some of the head early headcanon I had that there's no way Palpatine just let it go at that he definitely would have wanted to have you know expanded cloning abilities to suit his own needs and so I wonder if Omega I mean, it's we've talked about it, but I'm, I wonder if Omega is that person, or that you know that that experiment. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. We'll see what the Kaminoans are cooking. I don't think it's going to end well for them, but uh, well, we shall see. Maybe they'll be like the Lasat and be another one of those worlds that kind of gets forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, kind of cool. Just, yeah, people leave you know, them alone. Just, leave them alone. And maybe, hey, maybe a whole bunch of clones reside there as well, like. 
like the same thing. I like that a lot. Like with, you know, in Rebels with Zeb and Lyrasun. And like, he's like, you know, if I ever see another Lassat, like we'll know how to, we'll tell them how to get here. And then him and Callus, they send out the call and they all come. Like you'd be the same for clones. If you erase that planet, then the clones can live happily ever after on their horrible weather water planet that they seem to love so much. It's crap, but it's home. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens there. Um Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm sure whatever they've got up up their sleeves, we will probably enjoy it quite a bit. Um but yeah, I mean the the big reveal for the week and the reason social media was so much a buzz on Friday after having, you know, after some people have watched it everyone's favorite bounty hunter has returned and he did not disappoint Corey, what what is uh what was your initial thought of, of uh seeing cad bane once again i couldn't believe it man like i knew it man i knew it as soon as they said bounty hunter and they were uh, conspiring i was like well it could have gone either way for me but like it makes no sense not to use cad bane uh, i think we definitely talked about it earlier in, in other podcasts like We've talked about him being here because, yeah, this is, it's a great surprise, but it, I'm not really all that surprised because, again, you can't, you don't leave a character like this on the shelf, man. Think for this, for example, my son, again, watching the Clone Wars, freaking out. I had two Cad Banes beg me for one. He was a good kid. I said, you know what? You can have one. That Cad Bane is in my car, like in the front seat. Because he wants to play with it on the way to school. You know what I mean? Like I drive him to the bus stop and he's like, oh, can I bring Mando and the Cad Bane? <laughs> and I'm like, totally. Like, go for it. And this is before this week's episode. So to see him come back, it was just too cool, man. That music, it was so Western. Oh, yeah. They held nothing back <laughs> in, in the uh... showdown. The, yeah. The, At the... noon. High noon. Exactly. Yeah. They, they just went right right down the hole with that one with the music with the shots of the hand the fingers sort of wiggling near the near the trigger well i want to ask you this i don't know if you know probably a lot of people that are listening to this podcast have most likely seen it but they had done some pre-work i think for like season seven way back in like 2012 right and there was a showdown between cat bane and boba fett right if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm and like you kind of had like the preliminary animation where they weren't really like walking, but they were kind of like sliding across yeah, the it's, screen. It's animatics. You know? Animatics. There you go. Anyhow, it seemed very similar to to what we witnessed in this episode, and I think they kind of just, you know, one of those like Star Wars things where they just go ahead and put it up on the shelf and come back to it later. Yeah, nothing. Everything gets filed <laughs> away for for later use. Yeah, Nothing and I think that's what they out. did here. I really think that's what they did here. They, they kind of reused that scene. They replaced Hunter with Boba Fett. And uh, we got Cad Bane back, baby. Oh, I, I flipped out. I flipped out. And my, my thoughts went all over the place at once. And my, my first thought, honest to God, went to Rick. And I was like, oh boy, I like I hope he's okay. <laughs> so there was somebody there with him to you know check his blood pressure, make sure he doesn't pass out, fan him a little bit, keep him cool, get him a, you know, get him a glass of ice water with a straw. You know, I needed to make sure that he, you know, he needed to be okay. But then this, yes. this, the second thing I noted was how off guard I was for this. 
Like, I was completely caught off guard. And I'll tell you why. Um, well, Corey, you, you know very well, more than anybody, that, like, how hard I've been banging the Cad Bane drum on this podcast for years. I thought, you know, here, put him in Kenobi. Put him in Mandalorian. Like, he's the perfect Western slanted villain for all these shows. And he's a kick-ass character, too. And, I mean, well, here's legit, the thing, Kyle. He's like- a legit threat to everybody. Use him in these shows. And my hopes had been dashed to pieces every year. And and uh, I, I don't know if you know, we're not going to name it. We're not going to spoil it just yet. Uh, but given the reveal from a couple weeks back in the comics, like when I heard that there was a big reveal in uh, War of the Bounty Hunters number one, my first thought, I was like, oh my God, it's Cad Bane. They brought back Cad Bane. It's in the comics. And I was like, I can't wait to read this. And then I read it and it wasn't him. And I was like, oh, ugh, it's not him. And I, I was happy with the reveal, but I really wanted Cad Bane and thought that was the perfect, perfect opportunity to do it. And so I thought, well, I guess it's just not meant to be. I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to see Cad Bane again. <laughs> well, listen, now that he's back, you need to ask yourself, okay, will the da- uh, Bad Batch kind of like dispatch him and like end his his life in a way, you know? Or if he does escape, it just leaves it open for more Cad Bane stories, man, in the future. So you might not. You, you can still get what you want, man. Oh, I think it's on now. Like, and, and and I was thinking about this, and it's every fan has this to some level. It's like a sliding scale of logic. And, you know, again, I'm not going to name, just in case people haven't read their comics. Like, Corey, I'm sure you haven't read the comics yet, and you may or may not know who came back. Do you know? Without say, no. naming names? Okay, so no. good. I'm not going to say it. Um, so, but that reveal to me is just a reveal, like just a character coming back and doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean anything else. And I'm happy to leave it at that. But, you know, and that's, that's one piece of my sliding scale of logic. The next, but when this happened, I'm like, oh, that's it. He's back. He's going to be here. He's going to be there. And it's, it's wishful thinking. I want Cad Bane everywhere. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is it. But you, like you talked about that, you know, that animatic sequence that we saw where, you know, Boba, seems like Boba Fett finishes him off, right? Yeah. Um, well, he got the bullet in the head. Did he get, like, yeah, Boba got shot in the head, and that's where the dent in the helmet comes from. Exactly, yeah. But there's also the implication that Boba yeah. shot Cad Bane dead, too. Yep. And so, like, we in this episode, we got the full-on standoff sequence, much like we got in this episode. And, like, Corey, you're, you're, you, you kind of said that, like, they just switched out Boba for Hunter. But I wonder... I think so. I wonder if we're going to get more than one version of that scene, where... Yeah, eventually we will get Cad Bane squaring off with Boba Fett, who still, you know, will make his entrance yes. in this show. Yes. And you we- Dude, I, I'm going down the same rabbit hole as you, man. When I really started thinking about this, like it would be so cool for them to bring Boba Fett back into this series now. He's he's Cad Bane's probably uh, he's probably second bounty hunter in the galaxy now. Cad Bane's what number one, right? He's got someone nipping at his heels always. And yeah, I, I wanted to be Boba Fett. Yeah, no, and absolutely. Like, With Boba Fett being so hot right now, you know, he's 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 sort of at the center of this 34 issue comic book, 
you know, long form uh, crossover. He's you know he's at the very core of it, and you know he's got he's got his own Disney Plus show coming up next year. He's he's made a huge entrance on Mandalorian. I I think it's a lock at this point that Boba Fett's going to be in this show and squaring off against Cad Bane. Yeah, or just well that's the thing. Like, look, Hunter's Hunter, right? So you want to like think, okay, he can hunt Omega back down. They're not necessarily bounty hunters, though. You know what I mean? They're not like he's good with tracking. He's not a bounty hunter. His main goal, Hunter's main goal at the end of this episode is we have to find Omega no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. How are they going to find Omega? Maybe they're going to find hire their own bounty hunter. Maybe. And then, you know, Boba Fett comes sniffing around because he knows something about what's going on. He's catching wind of this crazy job that's going on in Camino. He's involved in that already. You know what I mean? He wants to know what's going on. He's the OG. Yeah, maybe. But you, you got to also think, like, if it was sort of like an open bounty, you know, because, you know, Fennec, it seems like Fennec was after her too. Fennec, well, it doesn't seem like Fennec. I don't know if, I don't think it's an open bounty. I but think they're singling, pe- singling people out. Well, didn't Cad Bane say, like, <laughs> yeah, like, of course I'm in on this. I can't remember. I don't remember the exact line, but it just, it did seem like, yeah, you think I wasn't going to be in on this score? Of course I'm in on this. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think we do get that scene with Bane squaring off with Boba Fett and, you know, Bane full of hubris makes a wise crack about, ah, I've already taken down one of your enhanced clones. And then Boba Fett wins the standoff and then has like a, you know, a witty comeback, like, you know, never send a copy to do the original's job. Ooh. That kind of thing. And that's that's it for Cad Bane, which I, you know, I think would be a shame because I do still want him to show up everywhere. <laughs> I, I still well, think it would a be a fitting of, end, too. It would be because, you know, Boba Fett has, you know, for 40 years has been the top dog. And we've never really got a chance to see why. So, for, you know, for him to take out Cad Bane, that's a start. You know, to, to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? That's right. So, uh, to, you know, to see Boba take out Cad Bane would be sort of a, a good springboard into the uh, Book of Boba Fett show. So in my head, like this is happening. Boba Fett's going to show up in this in this show at some point, and he's going to take out Cad Bane. Yeah, Sorry, it's Rick. funny. I thought the exact same thing, man. Our, our our minds went to the exact same place. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see if that happens or not. I you know, it might not. It's canon, it, Kyle. It already happened. It, we just it, said or, it. Or or, <laughs> you know, it's uh, possible that this is a season two thing. We may have to wait on this, but I, I have a feeling this is something they want in the show now that leads, that sort of builds on Boba Fett's reputation now as we lead into Christmas and, and Book of Boba Fett season one. Agreed. And the fact that I, I think that they, they need help in finding Omega. This is the help they're going to get receive. Yeah, I wonder if they go back to Sid and be like, hook us up with somebody. Get a, it's true. They maybe they'll maybe they'll use everything that they're able to take back from that planet. Like here, we just instead of like using it selflessly to find Omega, Omega. Yeah, maybe. May, uh, who knows? Maybe she goes. Okay, well, uh, I'll put you in touch with my cousin Bosk. 
he knows some people. Maybe he'll help you. And it's it's everybody in the pool. And, you know, that's one of the uh, complaints Star about Wars this show. Two. You know, like, every people get up in arms now. Like, every week it's like a cameo of the week kind of thing. And, yeah, I, I get it. Sometimes, it, you know, it's it can wear thin. But maybe that's just what this show is. You know, maybe this show is not doesn't have to be as deep as people want it to be. It could just be just this this feature a show, yeah, where people show up and we've seen them before and we love them and we pump our fists and we just have a blast. Again, this is the show that's like igniting my nine year old son's passion. You know, like that's who it's for. It's for us to enjoy too. They're doing a wide spectrum of people to please and they're doing an extraordinary job. So you got to give them some credit and you got to give them some slack. Yeah. And it's not worth complaining about because it's already in the can. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> All right. So we'll see where they go next week with, uh, with episode eight, Corey. And that's going to be the, that's going to be the mid season break. This, you know, actually this kind of felt like a mid season break sort of episode. It really did. Yeah. With the, uh, crosshair being hurt and all that. Yeah, and you know what? That's true. You know, crosshair got hurt. Hunter, I thought for a minute, I thought Hunter was dead. Yeah, for a second, I was like, "Oh, are they going there?" But I was like, "No way, they're not killing John Rambo yet." I for a sec, I thought that he was dead. Like they had me for a good until he opened his eyes. You know, almost like a very droidish kind of way. Maybe there'll be consequences to that, though. You know what I mean? It's rare you see like they most likely have a little more specialized armor, I would think. I like, guess too, like, any, anybody who's ever been shot in the chest, you know, wearing clone or stormtrooper armor has died instantly. <laughs> yeah. Wrecker too. Wrecker has been shot a few times now too. Yeah. I, well, I, I guess you could almost chalk his, him getting shot as, you know, he's just such a big, strong guy that he can take it a little better, but Hunter is the same size as any other clone. But he, and he got it yeah. square in the chest from, you know, the best of the best. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Square in the chest from the best of the best. Oh, God, that was corny, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Poor Toto got his leg shot off. Oh, yeah, poor Just Toto. Quick enough, Wrecker, uh, Hunter. Yeah, it told me. Oh, my God. I totally forgot to mention my little guy, Toto. Was that still, is still Seth Green voicing him? I didn't, I, I didn't think to look in the credits. Damn it. What a sloppy podcaster. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what happens next. I'm excited that now that Cad Bane's back in the mix. Fennec Shand is in the mix. It's it, it, You know what? It's feeling like a Royal Rumble. That's what this is now. It's the Royal Rumble of Star Wars. Every- oh, maybe Boba, maybe Boba team, teams up with Fennec and you can see some history between them. So it's not so weird that he just like replaced her stomach out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it makes me want to go back and watch Mando because, yeah, you don't, for him to just sort of walk up on her. You know, and then in, repair and the be like, you're mine now. In the gun- mine. Yeah, he finds her in the Gunslinger episode. At, you know, at the time it felt like almost random. You know, like, it, like how did he find her? What's he doing in, in the background there? Although we didn't know it was Boba at the time. He did find her. And it's. You know, was it because he was tracking Grogu the whole time, or no? He because he's the Mando. Pals, he, no, no, we're talking about uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, that's it. Was he tracking the Mando? Was he yeah, tracking yeah. Grogu? Was he? 
Or could it just be that he's Fennec Shan's pal, longtime pal? Yeah. Need a hand. <laughs> Although she did sort of, I think in a subsequent episode after, you know, I think on that, uh, the episode where they steal Grogu. Didn't she say something to the effect that, well, I guess I, I'm in debt to him now because of her, her robo belly. Yeah. So it, 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 in that way, it makes it sound like she, they didn't really know each other. But we'll see. Yeah, it's at this point, it's it's right there. It's right there to connect those two dots and make them longtime associates. And then it makes Mando season one a little more connected. Cool stuff, man. Really loving this. Yeah, honestly, it's they're doing a great job. Like, I can't wait to hear what Carlos has to say. Like, we just had to get there, man. Like, God, they got some. And one of the writers even tweeted like the other day like you know the back the back half of the season is gonna really cook man well they oh man i wish I, I i'm not gonna be able to find it quickly enough but they did reveal some or from jordan mason he had episode titles from like the fine a few episodes that were left and now that i'm thinking i don't about want it, them man you can speculate too much on that stuff well some of them are right on the nose like, yeah that's no good i don't want that like one of them is we're going to ryloth Oh so my, my Champs and Dula call from a couple weeks ago. He's he looking pretty good. He's, a little Harrison Dula too. Why not? This like I said, it's, this this is the Royal Rumble now. It's Star Wars Super Chopper. It's the Royal Rumble. Chopper. Chopper. Every like you know, like, what what is it in Royal Rumble? Like every three minutes somebody jumps in the ring? Yeah. It feels like this with Star Wars now. <laughs> every week. You know, there's a I countdown. I missed the Royal and, Rumble as a kid, man. Oh, I <sighs> love that. I love the Royal Rumble. Absolutely adored the Royal Rumble. I had one on video for the longest time, too. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels, sweet chin music to, uh, I think, to Diesel to win it. <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cool. Check back next week. But yeah, like I said, um, with that Jordan Mason thing, I, I believe that he had episode titles up to episode 14. So maybe there are only 14 episodes and this was, you know, episode seven. This was the mid season. Near. Did they say 16? I don't want to be gypped. I don't know. I don't know if it was, did, did they say 16? Was it ever official that it was 16? I don't know. You tell me, Kyle, this is your podcast. I need to know. We need answers. Right. <laughs> About that. All right, Corey, do you have a would you rather or do I have one? What's, uh, what's nope. the deal here? You don't have one? No, it's time to go watch the third period of a hockey game. No, no, I got a would you rather for you. Uh, okay. You want it? Yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a pretty simple one. Okay, so for the Ahsoka series, you know that's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Wh- who would you... You can only have one of these two people be in the series. Would you rather have Sabine Wren or Barris Offie in the show? <sighs> You know, there, there's a there's rumors swirling about a, a recent casting, maybe that's or you know a casting call that's out, and people are saying, well, it could you know, it could apply to either of these characters. But if you could only well, have one, which character would you want to be? You know what it's going to be? I'll tell you straight up, my logic, the rabbit hole I just went down. I'm going to say Barris, just because. We know we're going to get Sabine at one point. We have too many options for Sabine with the Mandalorian uh, Ahsoka show again. 
And, you know, Ahsoka's show, for me personally, the reason why she is searching Thrawn is for Ezra. And when Ezra comes into the picture, Sabine's definitely going to be there as well. So I, I think it's inevitable we get Sabine already. To have Barris back would be absolutely very cool. To see her mindset now in the galaxy, if she's still like a dark side, whatever, whatever, she, wherever she's at would be cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. See, this is gonna be simple. This is a simple one. I think you know, with the uh, the history between Ahsoka and Barris. Uh, yeah, I I definitely want. I prefer to see Barris in the Ahsoka show, and I don't know how that works when you know it, it seems like the show is about tracking down. Uh, Thrawn. Like, does Barris sort of get in there as sort of like a you know third wheel kind of thing? Maybe she has like a has a little heel turn no maybe she goes back to the light maybe there's i guess there's some usefulness to that but you're no I, I agree with you there are probably other opportunities to bring sabine back into the mix as well especially with a show called the mandalorian kind of kicking around <laughs> it seems like that is a good spot to bring in a native mandalorian and the ezra point too the other yeah well yeah but you're right like the like if Ezra's ever going to turn up in the Ahsoka show, like it seems like he might, then Sabine's there as well. But it's my question, damn it! <laughs> and I, I'm, I think I think there's more potential for, you know, great conflict and and you know resolving some of the stuff that we got in, between Ahsoka and Barriss in the Clone Wars, to have that sort of uh, play out in live action. That would be fantastic too. What about this, Corey? Let's backtrack for a sec. What if they, you know, that shootout between Bane and Boba? What if they yeah. gave that the live action treatment in Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, that'd be super cool. That'd be sick, man. You get like, yeah, a little flashback. Or even, not even a flashback, even if it just happened. Yeah, just bring Cad Bane all the way up into the... Uh... That's it. Boba can kill Cad Bane in the Bad Batch, but then he can come right back because reasons uh, like they can fool us and let us think he's dead yeah let us think he's dead and then yeah just pull him right back into the mix in the live action show that'd be cool and it's and god damn do we need a live action cad bane all right man it's time to uh so let's time let's wrap it up Corey. we gotta get out of here we gotta we got a whole work week ahead of us and we gotta we got to recharge because we're coming back again next week with more Bad Batch to talk about and who knows what else. But the Star Wars rumor mill is heating up and hopefully that means the news stuff will start to really pick up steam at, at some point soon so we can stop uh, talking about horse's mouth stuff. And, and damn it, Star Wars, give us something, some news. Give us some news. We're gonna get it. It's coming. It's coming. It's going to come like again. I've said this time and time again. When it comes, finally... It's not just not gonna stop. Yeah, I feel yeah, it still feels like we're like nine months out from that. Nine to ten months away from that. Celebration is what May of next year now, and so we'll, we'll probably start to learn some real stuff in advance of that. As you know, as materials get prepared for the convention, things start to leak. We'll start to learn a few things, you know, here and there. But yeah, that's that's a while yet, and you know that live action avalanche. You know that's uh, that's still months away, but yeah, once once it really starts heating up, it's it's 
going to be fire and it's going to be great. <laughs> We're never going to be bored again. Uh, but that will do it for this week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to catch up with us, you can find us in the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, which we invite you all to join and come hang out with. Uh, and if you want to be a bigger part of the podcast, please send us your emails, tumblingsaber at gmail.com. That includes your whatever question you might have, theories that you want us to kick around, uh, would you rathers. We'll, we're happy to ha- take all those in and turn it into some podcast magic. So tumblingsaber at gmail.com, and that's where you can get onto the show. Uh, Corey, where can people find you at social media for between well, uh, now and next episode? Let me tell you, Kyle. Always convenient to hit me up in my DMs on the Twitter machine at Chop Rules with a Z. Yeah, you know, I'm not too much on the social media, but uh, definitely try and try and speak with people in my DMs as much as possible, to be honest. And other than that, we got the you got your closed Facebook group, the Tumbling Saber Facebook group. It's it's a place where people are, you know, it's a private group. You feel safe, cozy, you know, geek out as much as you want in the Haven. Absolutely, man. Uh, and if you can find Carlos, if you want to look for him on social media, you can find him at C Candido Music. You can also find his website at carloscandido.com, I believe is the site. And you can also check him out on the old Patreon machine where he is uh, running a campaign to get uh, you know, get his, get his an album. You want to hear Carlos's music, you hear it every week at the end of the pod. If you want to hear his new stuff and get a vinyl, a vinyl, you go over there, you check him out on Patreon, you can sign up, become an executive producer, or whatever else you can spare. And uh, support our pal as he gets moving with his uh, musical endeavors. And as for me, I'm at Tumbling Saber on Twitter. And again, the Facebook group, that's where it's at. You got to come join us there and hang out and talk all the Star Wars geekery that you can. Uh, But that's it for for this week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And uh, thanks for spending your time with us. Until next week, everybody, stay safe and may the force be with you. Sitting here for hours Looking at that child Pages getting wider Like a mirror to myself Struggle for the answers Questions frighten me Circles getting wider It's harder just to see Drowning angels cry Innocence escape